0: Welcome to The 7th Art Podcast, my name is Christopher Heron, I'm the host of The 7th Art, it is a podcast about cinema and is also a video magazine about cinema at www.theseventhart.org. I'm joined here today with one of the producers of The 7th Art, Pavan Mundi. Hi Chris. We're uh, joined today to uh, discuss Matias Pinero. Uh, an Argentinian filmmaker that we had the great pleasure of sitting down with during TIFF 2012 to discuss his new film Viola and uh, all of his other films as well. This uh, is probably one of our longest uh, interviews. I think it's second longest. Second or third and it's more of a feat when you consider the fact that during TIFF we basically could only get 45 minutes with everyone so the fact that this is even broached an hour uh, uh, was a, uh, I actually saw uh, somebody commented on the video about how it's longer than his film, the interview is longer than his film. Is that true? That was yesterday, somebody commented <laughs> And it, I think it is true. Sure, yeah. We but we're also concerned. talking about four of his films, so... It's true. But yeah, as you say, uh, Viola is kind of the film that's really bringing attention to Matthias as a filmmaker, as of the recording of this podcast. And August, uh, it has just played at the Lincoln Center, the Film Society at the Lincoln Center, um, along with all of his other films as part of their Latin Beat program. How many other films does, uh, have? He has three other films, one of which is sometimes considered a long, short film or a short feature. I don't know, it's about 40 minutes. It was part of the Jeonju Film Festival in Korea. It was a commission, and, uh, it shares a theme with viola in the sense that it is a restaging of one of Shakespeare's comedies, uh, focusing specifically on the female characters. That one's called Rosalinda. Viola, by the way, is only 65 minutes long, so it's brisk, but I don't think it uh, felt quite that short. I think that there is a new, I don't want to say a movement towards, but there are certainly more filmmakers that are comfortable working within the 60-minute zone, not feeling compelled to force a film to be longer. Well, a lot of festivals have a requirement that it be. If the, for the feature program it has to be like a minimum of 60 or 65 minutes. Yeah, and I think that programming concerns are largely what affect films of that length because they're too long to be in the shorts category, but I mean, he is a filmmaker that I deeply respect, uh, especially as an up-and-coming filmmaker that's get, finally getting his due I think when we were doing the interview, the CinemaScope that gave him an article about his films up to that point had just come out, so he really was on the rise, and um, it was a great opportunity to discuss some of those earlier films that maybe people who have just seen Viola haven't had a chance to see. It gives a good capsule of his interest as a filmmaker, and um, hopefully makes you want to see those films. Alright, this is Matias Pinero, enjoy. (laughs) <laughs> Not that I got the words. No, but it's, it's very good. Yeah.
1: So we can start it. Yeah, you
0: want let's, let's start from the start. Yeah. So with your first feature, what, what led up to that?
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I did a tricky thing also because my, my, I did, before The Stolen Man, I did another film that was a collective film, a film done by eleven directors and somehow the experience of making that movie that was very important for me also took me to make my first feature by myself. Like all the energy that I grew in that uh, experience uh, where I met the... where I work again with the DP, where I met the girls, where I met um, Romina and Maria was like just the beginning in this collective film and that energy that I saw that was Growing up, I said, okay, I, I, I have to keep on working on it. There's something that I'm, I feel comfortable and I think it's, it's interesting for me to, to undergo. And to undertake this, the, the, this pairing of people together to make a film. And something that usually happens, once you finish a film, I usually get the feeling that I want to do another one. Like, once it's over, you get a little bit anxious and you say, oh, I would like to keep on shooting. And then I say, okay, I will, I will do a short film, uh, something simple, that I can manage, and through my university, and I, I applied for. They gave us the the schedule, a week, a, a sixteen millimeter camera. I I haven't shot in in film, so I wanted to shoot in film, and well, it led like something like. When I finished school, finished this collective film, it was okay. Let's keep on working. Let's treat this like an athletic kind of activity. So keep on working, and I, I shot that, that 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 short, and it took me some time to edit it because there were big problems with the material, with the chemical material. Apparently, they the, the, they sold me like rotten material (laughs) so it it was like tragic suddenly everything was lost and they were warning us from the lab that it was awful and blah 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 and then i got to see the material it was not that terrible it was a little bit crappy but it was fine so i edited all the same it was a kind it was horrible time but when i saw it it was okay maybe i can do something with it I'd started editing with Alejo Moysiński. That he's my—he he's, edits my films, and at the same time, he's a filmmaker by himself. He has like three, four films, and very good films as well. And and we started editing this this short film, and the short film didn't work out that well. And was not there was something that was not working. And he realized that the material was good, but something was missing. So there should be. Alejo loves to, to tell you that you have to shoot more, <laughs> to go to reshoot, he loves to do it. And, and at first it seems like a little bit of a mess, but then it's very good because you kind of think of it as a very uh, homemade or, 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 or handcraft mm, uh, yeah. uh, activity because you, sh- you write, you, sh- you rehearse, you shoot, you edit, and then you write again and you shoot, you rehearse, and this kind of writing and rewriting, I think it's very helpful, very helpful for the films. Um, for films, so he told me, okay, I think these this, these characters are interesting, so maybe they can meet again. And there's something that it's not that clear. So and we started one night with a pa- with a piece of paper. We just did like the design of the film, and we realized that this short film was no short film at all. That what it was missing was the usual thing that that people that just started don't realize that it's the middle part of the film that it's the most difficult I just went from the beginning to the to the end and that was the the strange thing with the short film you say how can she get here coming from this place and You have to develop you have to see more you have to take time so we developed the the, the plot somehow like this the two of us and We decided to keep on shooting so I asked for my university to provide me with a camera for two times like I the first shooting was um, March, April. The second one was September, October, and the third one was uh, December, January. One week each, and we just did that. We we edited, we write, it, we wrote, we shot, we edited again. It was very interesting. How I, I really liked that way of working. I never got to do it again in so like in such a long note. Uh, yeah period of time I would love to do it again and I did it but in in shorter periods and and then well in in a near time I got it was there was even a fourth retake mm. in, in February and finally we did it and we suddenly we had this feature you cannot see the, the the short film out of it because it was never a short film mm. it was a I don't know, atrofiado, like a feature atrophied. I, I don't know how you say it, um, atrophy? When you have the friends in your hands and your hands are like this?
0: Oh. Like uh, the disease? Yeah, 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 atrophy, yeah. Atrophy. Yeah. It was like a feature
1: atrophied, mm. I don't know. And, and, and Alejo was intelligent enough, sensible enough in order to realize that. Mm. And we developed a, an incredible friendship at the same time. He was also editing the film previous to that, A Proposito Buenos Aires. Mm so then premiering Bafisi it was good and strong experience to, to to show the film there it's bizarre it's time that you show your film uh, I'm very happy with the film and then you show sh- it and well it, it becomes public and mm. all this work that you put yourself into is shown and you get the reactions and that sometimes it's good sometimes so so but yeah, it's an experience that you are not prepared you know, the, the, the exposition, one. even if it's small, I, I never had like big expositions, but, but it's a bizarre time and you came to learn a little bit out of it. Uh, I'm just telling this because I just went through the same thing <laughs> four days ago and I thought I would cope with it and rather not, <laughs> but yeah, some you get nervous, stupidly nervous. And yeah, and that was, that was the, the film wasn't shown in many places. It took some time to have its, its whereabouts. And for, it took like a year, even. Yeah. Like I, I, I premiered in Bafisi, nothing happened in Bafisi. Everybody won an award except me and two more. And <laughs> uh, it was okay, you're not here to win awards. You're just making films and showing them, uh, but nothing. And you say, wow, well, maybe I'm absolutely wrong in something. Yeah, and then you don't care much, you, you keep on seeing the film, you, you learn from it, you, you start getting ideas for new things. I usually, it usually happens to me that way. I react to the, to the film that I already did. Mm. So a proposito led me to, to El Hombre Robado and El Hombre Robado took me to Todos Mienten. When I decided to do Todos Mienten. I wanted to shoot in color for instance, I wanted to shoot with many actors that I came acquainted with, I wanted to make a narrative that was much more complex, Mm. uh, more fragmentary, I wanted to keep on working with Sarmiento as a subject uh, and I became making these new variations on these themes Mm. and that's how uh, Todos Mienten got its existence and also because finally two years, no, one year after its premiere in Bafisi, almost one year, uh, El Hombre robado won some awards, The Stolen Man won mm. some, two awards in Janju and in Las Palmas Film Festival that were generous awards and that money was made able to, for me to pay the people that work in the previous film and also to put the money into the next one. I do think that there should be a bond of production and brotherhood in between the films. I I work, I teach, so when I have to buy my shoes I use that money. (laughs) And when I get money from the films I try that that goes to the next one. Fortunately I have a a way of producing that it's very small, very cheap, very reduced uh, budget. I always would try to, my idea is that they should grow from film to film but little by little, step by step, in a proportionate way. And the money that we have, it's been distributed as, as best as I can. Um, of course, there are no big amounts of money, but every time that money comes in, it gets distributed and that system tries to be smooth and tries to be gentle and tries to sustain a way of, product, of producing that I enjoy. Mm. And that is this that I have, well, and I have made a couple of films by now. So it's somehow working, but I think it's very important that the structure grows each time, that I shouldn't repeat myself in the system in which I decide to work. Mm. But at the same time, it would be bizarre to go and make like a million or a, I don't know, five hundred thousand yeah. dollar film, because that money would imply something else that I don't know if I will be able to cope with it, to control those structures but little by little trying to to, I'm work with my friends with people that I love I love providing them money even if it's so little but things should be movement all the time Mm. we shouldn't know we shouldn't believe that we know what we are actually doing so we have to move all the time and that was el hombre it uh,
0: it has a very distinct um, structure Mm -hmm. and I'm wondering did you arrive on that because of the editing and shooting process you had
1: no the, the let me think. I think that the structure the structure was yeah was achieved in editing in the editing the short film mm, even. Yeah. Yeah because the, 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 the pan the, the los carteles mm. the the boards were shot in the second time. Okay. Were not shot for the short film and yeah that gave me a lot of freedom that that fragmentary structure because if i ever need that diary kind of of structure because if i ever needed one more thing for explaining for showing for describing something i could always come up with one new day Mm. it's a uh, yeah you can see many filmmakers do that doing that and and it's a good lesson because it gives you structure it makes you feel that you're in somewhere in control, <laughs> but at the same time it's, it's freedom. You can always put another day in between the, th- the 4th of February and the 20th of February. And, I, and there, we have this book, this Sarmiento book, that it's a journal, it's a war journal, mm. a diary. So you have the, you have the dates. And I'd like this idea of confusing the rhythm of her lecture, of her reading, with the structure of the film. That I didn't want to put like July 4th of 2008. It was much more interesting to gu- guide the film through her reading. Mm. So you have how he, how he go, how she, she goes through the book while the film gets uh, its progression. Mm. Not the same. And it's an idea that Alejo and I had. And I think it's it's good. I don't know if people get that, I, but I don't care that much. <laughs> I think that it's good that it structures the thing and it, it somehow fetishizes the book, mm. something that I also like, and shooting and there you see my, my, my underlining <laughs> and that could be the underlining of the character and the confusion that she mixes all her the readings or something of the reading with her life. I think it was... It was a good idea, and uh, and especially that it gave a structure mm. that it's not that easy to uh, to 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 find, and at the same time it was like a free structure. Free structure.
0: When she talks about her her reading habits and skipping around, it mm. made me think of a uh, hopscotch uh, by Cortazar, where you're not uh-huh. necessarily supposed to read it in order.
1: Yeah, there, there there's no yeah you you can choose what order mm. to to read, but yeah, I I yeah. I haven't thought about uh, that book, but, but, but yeah, it's this kind of playful reading, mm. yeah, playful readings so mm-hmm. can be in the category.
0: Uh, the counterpoint, the other reading strategy is the slow, segmented, but in order one, and I'm wondering what that says about the characters, the difference between skipping around and uh, slowly over a long period of time.
1: Yeah, the, the rhythm of each reading, mm-hmm. that each, each girl has its yeah. reading. Yeah, that was like a joke <laughs> <laughs> and somehow it describes the character in yeah. a way and their the relationship towards reading and the relationship with, with, uh, with work also, suddenly if you, if you are working you don't have time to, to be reading that much and you have to find your, your, your short periods of mm. non-working time to read. So you read in the bus, you read in the waiting room, you read in the bathroom, you you read before going to sleep, mm. uh, maybe after lunch a little bit. And the film has this idea of of stealing time to the working time. Mm. It's all all shot during the, the the lunch hours. It's a film shot in at noon and. And it has this same idea that while they, they, they imagine these things, they talk, they gossip, they read, they do their things and, the, and their plots, just during this hour and a half or this hour, like that 's why she 's running all the time because she has to go to work I don't, and, I, and I like not showing her actual work, just being there and that 's it. you have to trust in that, and, but yeah she 's always running out from work, so in order to keep her life up, and so I thought that the rhythm. The, lec- the 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 reading rhythm would tell about the the plot would tell about the character mm. yeah the, the the rhythm of the the character
0: in all of your films there's kind of a, a space uh, that's for work even if it's not present and then there's mm. a space for kind of an artistic community or in this sense mm. they're they're separate and in other films they are the same sphere
1: yeah they I I enjoy thinking what what my characters work on, mm. even though the the jobs are not those those that regular, and you don't get, for instance, Todor Minton, you don't know what exactly what they are doing, but you know that they're they're making their lives out of something concerning art projects and selling things, stolen things, not not stolen but forgery things. Like they they invent a character in order to earn the, the money as a group. <laughs> But yeah, in Rosalinda maybe it's the only one, but well, you can think that they are on leave for this yeah. rehearsal. It's rather abstract sometimes, the time and place of that film. But yeah, I, I think that it's always interesting to know how these people get to manage in life. Yeah. They give, it gives me also like a way of describing them. And they give me plot. And it's interesting to, make sure to mix money and love. You always get in troubles with that, so <laughs> that makes plot. <laughs>
0: Uh, and, and the sound and Stolen Man is also really interesting.
1: And I'm so in, you, in Stolen Man, yeah. Yeah, it's been. A, it, it took long time to to do that sound because we shot during a whole year. It was not easy to be there uh, and make like an unit work out of it. But we really enjoyed the the silence of it. The not overdoing things. Not not putting that much music. No not not treating sound as an effect mm. but trying to put the, the sounds of the places where we were also it's a, it, you can see a lot of the city and the and the sound of the city also have the nerves of the character and you can understand why they're running or plotting such uh, somehow ridiculous mm. strate- strate- strategies She's. I think that sometimes they, they're confused people, like the characters are confused and because of that confusion they, they plot. Mm. So city life, the sounds, and that will help to, not to point out, but they, because I don't like to point out things and give reason to things like very in particular. But yet to, to, to achieve a certain, uh, a certain amount of levels of sense. Mm of possible senses, like through the rhythm, through the reading, through the text of what the text means, uh, through the way they deal with that text, uh, through sound, through the music and and all those things coming together will somehow help the spectator to take its decision on what the film is about and what is happening and how do I relate to this. Instead of like, it's because she's a crazy um, working class girl that she she reads Sarmiento as if she were reading, as if she was reading, I don't know, Walter Scott. <laughs> but there's no need to catch those things. You just have to let yourself be seduced, I think, by by the things that I shoot.
0: Yeah. I like the juxtaposition between the confused state that you yeah. you describe and also this kind of desire to order things and for there to be like an inventory or a, a categorization, especially with the plants. And yeah.
2: Well,
1: it, it, I, I was reading a lot of, I, I like 19th century um, literature and thinking and Sarmiento belongs to that era, so I have to somehow infuse or influence the film with that. I wanted it I I didn't have to do it I wanted it to do it and so all this kind of of positiveness and organization and rationality that came from the from 18th century but something was in 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 19th and and yeah all this relationship with nature uh I thought that would be a an interesting shock for the Nowadays, mm. the landscape or or imagination, and it's nice to shoot plants. They're nice, <laughs> and yeah, it, it was nice to to see through col- for through the work of, college, of co- uh, collage, mm, yeah. uh, the possibilities of narrative, mm. and how can I how can I describe. Um, a friendly, sentimental walk through the park, without having to do like the typical thing. So I was interested in, in showing the place. I was interested in, interested in, 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 in talking about uh, plants or showing plants or something. And I decided, and also interested in, in what you see during a walk. So I organized this like invisible. Uh, walk where there's no character but in the end they get there but you go from place to place like from a, I, I don't know how you call that uh, when you run and you have like a stick and you give a stick oh, uh, like
0: post? Postas no, it's in, a relay race.
1: Well, yeah. I, I organized that scene in that sense like this this monument sees this other one so you do a shot and a counter shot and then there's an avenue that goes a car so the car goes like this and then you choose another car that goes that way, and it made all the, the walk through, through the first park to the last park that has this brick, this bizarre brick of the house of the, mm. of of Sarmientos' enemies in that time, and it was like a seductive way. They were, they were like walking there and seducing a little bit of themselves, and maybe it could be communicated in that way. So, let's try a thing, let's experiment a little bit with narrative. I think that's what I'm most interested in, like, how can we keep on telling stories? And keeping like, and keeping true to what we are shooting. So this idea of the collection of leaves. Okay, he's a botanic, so he must be interested in the way leaves move. So let's show them. Mm -hmm. And you can, even though you can see them very good because they are cut like that. Uh, you can say, ah, there's an, interest in, uh, there's an interest in this. So then when you see the, uh, the next scene, like 20 minutes afterwards, they, they resonate. Mm-hmm. And I like doing those resonances. I think all my films work in that way, resonances, yeah. that you, can, you have, to, you have to, uh, to apply like a retrospective thinking. You're in scene four and there's something that will be sounding you from seeing one even though you are you're not absolutely conscious maybe you don't have to be like taking notes in order to make the connections but i think that they build up something um, sometimes you miss something but sometimes you won't it happens you get to the cinema you don't know what's happening to you so uh, the idea is like trying to seduce into making these relationships going uh, yeah i like that that moment alejo didn't like it that much he wanted oh, really? to take about it yeah but i really insisted on that it was a little capricious Mm. It was a caprice, but but I think it was nice. It was very nice to shoot it. Even there were a lot of problems with the material of uh, stooliman. Also, one of the cans open up, yeah, and, and so the assistant had to cut all. So actually, in that scene, in the invisible walk, uh, the cut. Some of the cuts are done by the the assistant mm. of camera that had to cut it. In the black, bo- in the black box, on the black uh, bag, yeah. and so it's pretty rough. The material is very, it has been han- hand and touched, so that's why it's scratched and 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 messy. Uh, but and at the time, you know, it's horrible when you are there and they tell you that all that you have shot today has opened up. <laughs> you are very, you're sad. And people are nervous because they think, oh my god, he's going to kill me. But no, things went fine. You have to keep the crew in a good mood. Good things come and bad things will always be coming. So you should cope with everything. And finally, we introduced that to to the film. The, the, that scene is sometimes is cut by the, the, the camera assistant, yeah. <laughs> not by Alejo nor me, <laughs> and it gives something. I, I think it's good. It, it, make, it, it makes it rock a little bit. Uh, it was needed.
0: Yeah, the, the walk, and, and I was going to mention the walk specifically in relation to uh, one passage where it does end with the film being exposed and just going white, yeah. and, and there's an abrupt cut. Yeah. It makes the spectator aware about the process of representation that is
1: going on yeah in my I, I think that I wanted to expose the process of making the mm-hmm. film. It was not it, that, or the experience that we have i didn 't want to be the idea was that i I, I lived through this experience, mm-hmm. I became friends with these people, I became not that good friends with some other people and and these things happened suddenly I bought to a very famous lab, some, t- some cans, and they were selling them to me in my bad state. That's ridiculous. Mm. And that happened, and you can see the, in the, the difference of density and everything. And I think it's part of the experience. I wouldn't like to be lying. I, I don't like to make up things, mm. to, to make up, to, to put makeup and, yeah. and make the film look as films should be looking like. And It was very, I think I learned that also from Alejo the idea of coping with that reality coming to you and handling it and doing the work that exposes that. Maybe not in an obvious way, but those lights, those coming of light, those scratches, those, those bad density, those gra- that grain, is part of the experience of making the film. And it's not different from Maria behaving that one way or Romina talking in another way uh, or, yeah. Now, it's a long time since I have seen the film and, but I'm sure that once I, I see it again, I, yeah I will, it will be much more personal. It, as it has personal things like Sarmiento or maybe um, yeah uh, people that I used to love or something like that, uh, I love to put everything mm-hmm. in the film and that was something else. It was not nice but it made the film. As as it is.
0: One of the resonances that you mentioned, like to move into, uh, they all lie is kind of the structure. But whereas Stolen Man kind of jumps around chronologically, there seems to be an evolution in the uh, the, the title cards, I guess, or the yeah. intertitles in in they all lie, where it goes from kind of titles to quotes to eventually lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, to actually the plot, yeah. <laughs>
1: in case people wouldn't, wouldn't <laughs> get it there, that we made a song out of it. Uh, yeah, well, again, variations, I, I liked it working with, with, with uh, how do you say, ca- uh, the cards? Yeah, the, in, I, I would say the cards are intertitles, yeah. So, and I like this idea of making this fragmentary film much more clearly than The Stolen Man, and at the beginning it was only intertitles, uh, like putting titles to each scene. I like it like giving like a hint or maybe a joke. Mm. They are usually jokes. Mm-hmm. References. Little, yeah, references, them. like, yeah, they're, they're... I don't know if I would do it now, <laughs> but it's done. And I'm, I'm, I can cope with that. And, but suddenly when I keep on working, I realized that it was interesting to go against that um, theory of putting the, the titles so they, they should be developing into something else. Mm. And it should help because if it says beginning, middle, and end, it's, it's helpful. <laughs> and, and at the same time, it tells you that the film can have its beginning in the, in the final part of the, of the yeah. film. And it gives hints. I don't know, Elena y los hombres, Elena and the men. And right? That has to do with Renard. Yeah. But because I was seeing that film then, I, there's nothing on, in, of Renard in the film. <laughs> but okay, it's something that there's that it's there. And at the same time, it really works because she's Elena, and I didn't put Elena because of Ingrid Berman, I put it. I think I put it because of Shakespeare. All the all the names. Most of the names are not all, but most of them come from Shakespeare. Mm. Shakespeare also because I was reading Shakespeare while I was uh, writing uh, Todos Mienten.
0: And fellow comes up in *Stolen Man* too, as well, doesn't?
1: Um, yeah yeah, in, yeah that, that's very weird, yeah because that they were perf- Maria was performing actually that mm-hmm. she was the so th- that's an internal joke <laughs> okay. installman, that Maria is like copying yeah. her own performance in theater. you don't have to catch that at all, but it was something that was happening in life, uh, and I'm not that creative nor imaginative, so I take things out of. The world that surround, surrounds me. So they were doing that, that. It has to do with jealousy, it has to do with plotting, mm. it has to do with a strategy. Um, so I think it could somehow give another level to the film. Mm. Ah, look, they, they see this. She's copying. She, she copies Sarmiento, she copies Shakespeare. She's like someone that is all the time copying. So mm. it was this idea of growing into those levels. And including these people that I started to admire and I was interested in their work and the possibility of in, introducing them to the film. Um, the, 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 the intertitles then, yeah, they were organizer, a little bit jokey, but they, they I think that, first of all, they're they they organized, they help. Elena y los hombres, it, they're, they're the men talking about Elena because it's everything around Elena. And Elena is kind of disappearing in that part of the film at the beginning and the end and, the, and in the middle she disappears, so we have to bring her somehow Ooh. so the sub the, the intertitle helps in that way it's not only for a quote or some that's that's superficial that's Ooh. that's the choky part of it it's it, It's not a big deal but I do think that they relate the true the truth on each one, each of these um uh Intertitles had to do with the narrative. F de verdadero, F for, for fake. For, yeah. For, yeah, it's not, of course, I, I haven't, I, I don't remember if I've seen the film, <laughs> I mean, that time. I think I, I didn't, but I knew it was on painting, I knew it was not on forgery, and at the same time, I knew that what these people were doing was not as smart as what the character in, in or what Wells mm-hmm. was doing, so I wanted to put this stupid thing that they're doing everything wrong. <laughs> So it's F for it's not F for false, it's F for truth. Mm, yeah. So the idea of the clumsiness. I think that most of the characters that I work with, that I, I have done, are a little bit clumsy, mm. and clumsiness makes them plot, and, and or they're confused. Mm-hmm. Or, so that was that idea. It's not that everybody should be having a seminar on film history, but maybe I was having that, <laughs> so I introduced it, and I. Th- think that that confusion could help to, th- to, to make people realize that things were not what they, we are seeing or there are these kind of mistakes and this clumsiness that maybe they can feel and they can relate to their narrative.
0: Even though there's that clumsiness, it's also a film that's a, about kind of recording and reciting and, and yeah. transmitting messages if they're in bottles that are buried, <laughs> like uh, some, some form of communication. Yeah. How did those devices function
1: Mm.
0: for the narrative? Yeah,
1: Mm. Yeah, they're isolated and they are absolutely crying out loud for communicating. Mm. All the films are trying to communicate. They're trying to tell someone that they're doing wrong, they're trying to example them that they should do the other thing, and they're always trying to tell things to the other one, but they don't do it in a straight way, they just go all around. Yeah. Because the more rounding, the more surrounding there is, the more plot there is, and the more possibility of including more world and, and more uncertainty there is. But yeah, I haven't thought that much about it, but it's true that they all want to show, one character wants to show something to the other one, and it will make a performance yeah out of it instead of a lecture. Mm-hmm. They will be performing, uh, and they will be using certain tools, the books, this this paragraph, Shakespeare, and I think that, yeah, most of, like my, my narrative's uh, motive ma- ma- can be that, like showing a third person through a performance, mm. by taking the literary, as the, the, the fiction side and putting it into, like literature, theater, and mixing them with the reality of, of, the, of, of, of the film, so yeah, okay. and then well all the bottles, I forgot about the bottles, <laughs> no. um, yeah, that was just trying to mess things around, mm-hmm. not to be that serious in a point, and trying to always bring some kind of new level or new new awkward point like I'm not that fond of naturalism Mm. and I think that life can be yeah I like to think bigger than life (laughs) and yeah like parallel worlds so which points would help me to build a a world that could be parallel Mm. but at the same time it's interesting when those parallels actually meet Mm. sometimes and or they have connections and ramifications so yeah i think that in that case has to do with this awkward idea of these people deciding to be in a hideout and and that that strange idea it's not only it's not their personal idea but something that has to do with their history mm-hmm. you know, with the with the past with the family so Bottles and all the books and had to do with the relationship with the previous generations, maybe, and how they also were like a little bit awkward.
0: Yeah, because there's the the tyrant uh, relative and there's yeah. the, and something from the past that's kind of coming back. Yeah,
1: that's like the 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 all the, the older, that's. Uh, that's something that is in all the film. Mm. And I, I, that's something that I, I also like in the first two films. I think it's this idea of how can we show the past in a, in a photograph, mm. in, a, in, a, in a photograph that is present. Mm. And how can you talk about what happened here before? The brick, the monuments, the, the leaves, mm. the, well, the bottles in that sense that there were things that had to do with history, with real history or with plotted. Mm. History and sometimes when you grab Sarmiento, you can get confused because he writes in a way that uses fiction manners in order to talk about reality, in order to to manipulate that reality somehow and make his point. Um, and sometimes he does foolish things with that manipulation, and he makes mistakes and all. And yeah, it's it's this. I think that it's also something that interests interests me the idea of how to communicate an image of the, uh, an idea of the past mm-hmm. through an image of the present. And this connection with the, the, uh, the 19th century and this idea of um, genealogy in Todos Mienten, the problem is that, that she thinks that she belongs to a tradition that she wants to pursue and that she's a little bit epical, an epical fool, mm. you can say. By Elena, and she and she does all the plot. She's the scriptwriter of the of the, the of the of the film, and yeah. They they are they are they are, all, they are all the time worrying and about the past, about their past, even though it's very playful and all. But they are always like obsessed with the past, and that takes them into action, especially in in Mientes.
0: And there's like a political component too because there's the use of the word tyrant is loaded but there's also the reference to the, the Unitarios. The
1: yeah, they were all part of the same epoch and yeah, it has to do with the politics. Uh, Sarmiento is a, he's a politician, he's mm. an intellectual, he's a writer and he, he doesn't write fiction mm. so it's bizarre that I'm grabbing, I'm taking him as Walter Scott, Yeah, <clears throat> uh, but you can think him through that. You can be more conscious of his writing and his doing by putting him in that structure and seeing how he uses words in order to build his, his speech in a way that goes much more uh, far away than chronic. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a chronicle, it's something else and it's in between, it's a, it's a hybrid. The literature is beginning in Argentina in the 19th century, they're trying to do their own national thing. They don't know what to do, so they just do the things, and you have these monsters of books that are the most interesting for me. And and yeah, and they mix all these themes, all the family and and the arbol genealógico, the tree, the family tree. Yeah, yeah. It's all ways of of trying to um, refer to the past and to try to link. Like the the beginning of our nationality with our present days. Mm. What would happen? What, what is of these people yeah. now, of these families now, and I, I'm taking, I'm fooling a little bit around them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not taking them that serious. But I don't think, sometimes they were taking serious themselves, but sometimes they were not. And and yeah the, it, there's a strange decision of myself of dealing with those political subjects and bringing them today yeah. in this kind of gentler way. Sometimes some people get a little bit annoyed by yeah. that but that's the problem.
0: It sounds like there's an interesting parallel between that kind of writing process where they didn't really know what they were doing and this monster came out as you refer to it in this film which kind of concludes with the composition mm. of the the song and yeah. the artistic component in your films of these being ah. artists and I think that the endings in all of your films are really uh, strong and, and mm. interesting and, and this one especially, I was wondering yeah. if you could talk a bit about that. Because
1: I I, I think that I start a film knowing when, how it's going to mm. finish. The the thing is the middle, How what you do in the middle. Mm. You always have a good idea for a beginning, hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> I hope. <laughs> And, and I usually have the ending also. I knew I wanted that. I, w- I knew I wanted to use a voiceover, mm. for instance. I knew I wanted to, to get away from, from the place, from the, from the house. Uh, I knew it had to connect with the beginning also. The film tells everything. At the beginning it says what's going to happen. Mm. And the film just makes, makes time. That's what Elena is doing. She's making time for him to come. So she's messing around, so everybody's entertained and confused <laughs> in order to, to prove her epic fool, foolishness. Mm. And, yeah, and yeah, it's important. That the, I always have the endings for, for the films, and it's like something that I want to reach. Mm. And how can I do that? And I put, and I'm start, uh, like, uh, how do you say, mixing the cards? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, I, I wanted in untilmin like another kind of, of picture, you know, a little bit more at ease, silent with that thing, like doing like producing a, um, a formal change that would indicate that the film is going to, to finish. Mm. Uh, like the film establish its rhythm and its way of moving. No, in one sense, and suddenly when there's a crack there, the film can finish in a formal crack crack mm-hmm, yeah. the film can finish and, and gives notice that it's finishing. Um, yeah, and the song has to do and the, this well, in, I think they are topics that I enjoy and they come out natural to me, but I think that they apply I don't try to put them in the film in a very uh, mandatory way, the music stuff, the artistic stuff. But I think that in each, in each film that I do, it's a possibility. It, they have to make time, They're, they have nothing to do, there's nothing to do. So they start doing the same things that we were doing when we were shooting, That it's playing guitar, singing, doing this, doing that, seducing one another. Uh, there was something that I really liked from trying to make what it, if this is the shot, that there shouldn't be so many different things from the shot to what is happening behind. Mm. Even though I know that I have a script and I, I, I know how I want to shoot with the DP, we know how we wanted it, uh, we re- rehearse, it's not that it's improvisation, but I do think that the script is hard enough, so we should hit him mm. and, and, and soften him. And so we have to be very attentive to what is happening. And if everything is going down behind the camera, Everything will be going down in front of the camera, because uh, we wouldn't be such a liars. And, and So I incorporate all the things, and they have, they have time, so they are singing, and singing is nice. It's nice to see people sing activities, also with the games. It's nice seeing people playing games. It's, it also softens things out, for instance, all this huge text mm. where Elena is talking about this game that yes. you don't get to know how it works. Yes. It's, you have to soften that somehow, and the game strategy helped. Mm. Uh, and in Rosalinda, this idea of the game at the end, I really wanted her like, out of the frame, but I didn't want it to point that out, yeah. she's like a loser, but at the same time I didn't want her to feel like a loser, like being like an obvious kind of loser. So the idea of telling there's a game and they're all playing and she she's she's out of it and she's a little bit and and the action and everything goes somewhere else. The the, mag, the other people have the magic of the scene and not her. And I thought it was it was good to do it that way. That it's a long it's a long uh, scene, but I think the idea of making her lose into the narrative, like making her a very small character would be achieved in that way. Like trying to not point her out that, oh, look how, how full she is, or how little she is, or how, um, but to, to naturally uh, forget her somehow, or, or, or diminish her. Um, so yeah, endings are important. The, 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 the game, some music help, and at the same time I like music in films, and I don't like to put music, uh, like, extra yeah, music. Yeah that would be like pointing out so much. So, and I like music, so I want to put the music, like I put the books, so I have to put people playing them. Mm. Uh, and I would like, and most of them are musicians also, they can sing or or, or sometimes. Uh, and yeah, you, you have this documentary aspect of, in between these hard, because they're hard fictions, they're super fictions. But at the same time, you can see little things that don 't belong to the the fiction side when they 're playing when they 're singing when they are just talking and receiving the text and you are looking at them for two minutes um, yeah, and I told my that I knew it was a complex plot, and all i said, okay let 's have the plot if if people get so anxious about plots let 's put it there and that 's why the, the 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 intertitle of the plot lasts for ages because. <laughs> I, I, would, I did that on purpose, because first, usually when there's long text, I'm a slow reader, <laughs> so it takes me four inches <laughs> to read all. And this was very complex and very long, uh, more than complex, it was tricky, it was not complex, it was tricky and, and long. So it should be there. It's not just an intertitle, it's a shot in itself mm-hmm. that has words instead of a landscape. And it's very important for people to read that, because I think that through the repetition things will come up in your mind. So that's why the song was also repeated. Also because they made a mistake and I asked Elena to tell them repeat the song because I want when I was shooting I was so I wanted like the song to be like fine and nice and they messed up in the first <laughs> but then when I saw the 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 footage I realized that the the mistake was good. That receiving those mistakes is a good way of softening things, of putting some reality to this hard fiction, to introduce something that was not expected. That I think each time I, I I'm more fond of that, trying to introduce what I had no idea it could be introduced. And, well, and I didn't want to be so so naive also in telling the plot. Simply, so I did the, this A song. I don't know if you got that, but in Spanish it's all the, all the words are with A. Yeah. In English it would have been with E, but it was too hard. <laughs> I would have to, 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 I don't know, the hands instead of the damas, that's ladies. In English words with E for referring women was not that easy. Yeah, yeah. So it was hell. I tried, <laughs> but I, I finally gave up and said, okay, English. I, I think sometimes that, the, that people that don't know Spanish can enjoy less
0: the film, somehow. No, I think but in that scene it's, it's just you notice the sound, the repetition, okay. like even if you're not picking up that it's the same. I think repetition is yeah.
1: important, yeah. that one should repeat things. So it was the card, the intertitle, the first try that they mess up, and the second one that it's okay. So, people should realize, ah, this may have something to do with the plot, it may, and so they can be uh, calm, they can be relaxed in order to film, to let the film finish.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a Linda, um, w- you, it, the first half is basically an adaptation, and then as a viewer, if you don't know what's going to happen, it seems like it's in two, <coughs> excuse me, two parts where yeah. it, then you get the the, the behind the scenes. Yeah. How did you arrive at that structure? For
1: I wanted to try that, um, that structure in two because mm. when I, I had to do like a medium feature that is strange, very strange length. Mm. And I thought, well, maybe it shouldn't be a film about plot. Mm. Especially if I'm working with Shakespeare, I wouldn't be able to, to to be at his level, (laughs) so better to do something else. And I think that I was attracted to Shakespeare through its character, Rosalind, and through her rhythm. So maybe we can work a little bit more on rhythm than on plot and that. So I decided that it could be two parts that would have Obvious different rhythm, and that would be the film yeah. to expose those rhythm, two rhythms one where Rosalind is like the center of a twister, yeah. that everything is to to her, towards her, and the, and the other one that it's absolutely the opposite yeah. it's centrifu, e centripeto. Yeah. it goes into something, goes out to something, and just put that side by side and let people get it or not, but just feel that. So that's why it's it, it's on all on Rosalind and nothing on Luisa. That and how, and it was hard for me to think about that. How uh, can I do nothing on her without being obvious? No, without um, there are obvious parts when she, everybody's kissing and she's not. That's super obvious. <laughs> but that's I thought that, that was nice. I wanted everybody to be kissing, so I, I think it, it was okay. It's kind of brute in a sense and obvious really but I think it was good, I, I liked that moment. It also is a break in the narrative that tells that thing, something is going to finish. And you make a point, that it's not that hard also. One little point, it's not the whole point. And then that's why I think that it's also important the last thing, the, yep. the game, because there you have it in a better way. So sometimes I think that Rosalind, it's, it's, it's not a two part, it's a three part film. Yeah. Finally, I, I was mistaken. <laughs> I, I tried to do that two part, but it's truly a, two, a three part because the last part that it's, I think like seven minutes, yeah. it's something in, on its own, it's a block in, on its own and has nothing to do with the second part because uh, in the second part they're kissing and they're in the boat and the shorts and the, and the cranes and the travelings, It's it's all quite different. Uh, from from the last one so yeah i and i'd like that it's a false to i think i I, when we were editing we found that uh, healthy Mm. not to be like so systematic i will do that two-part film and we tried to do that but the experience takes you somewhere else that i think it was more interesting because it was more uncertain Mm. and more and it has to do with uncertainty the film She's waiting, what, what's happening? I'm here, I'm, I'm enjoying this, but at the same time my head is elsewhere. Mm. Um, how to communicate that, that tone?
0: Um, There's an uncertainty with the audience too, because yeah. I think what happens in my experience watching it is that um, Rosalinda is, like, is the focus, and you develop this relationship with what you see as the protagonist of the story. Yeah. And then the, in the second part, or the, the middle part, uh, okay. you can tell the <laughs> part... It's good to tell the second part, so then you can say that it's not the second. You, I, I don't think it's as obvious as you're saying, Like even with the kissing scene, you're aware now, okay, this is an actress, it's not the character, yeah. and you're starting to see that your relationship to her as a viewer is different than her relationship with the other yeah. actors. And then in that last scene, I'd say that last the the game scene is is uncertainty because the camera is not on her. You're uncertain what her relationship is in this game. You're Mm -hmm. uncertain even kind of how the game's fully functioning. And then when you say you didn't want to make it obvious that she's left out, that comes in at the end with like there's a weight to it. It's it's almost also a melancholy.
1: Yeah, it's it's a hard hard end. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She got killed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and that. That was absolutely rich oh. in in the in shooting. Mm. The, uh, that was not written. Yeah. But yeah, but, the, but I remember it, I wanted that a relaxed moment, and I decided the, the card game. That was a card game that we were playing in Todos Mienten a lot. Yeah, yeah. And <coughs> I, didn't, I, I was not able to put it in Todos Mienten because we had enough enough foolishness. So I put it in Rosalind, and and it helped. It helped to, to put her very much aside, but it also gave me a way, like a shooting script, yeah. because the, I wanted them to play the game for real, and it was not that uh, easy, because mm-hmm. it was not that, but they play for real, but I interrupted each, and in certain moments I interrupted in order to change the position of the camera, because I only had one camera. Mm-hmm. So the game, the, the rules of the game, helped me to develop how it was going to be shot, so, for instance, I knew that I wanted to have the, fa- the expression of the, <clears throat> the killer when he has to open the eyes and make believe that he's not the killer, when everybody's like uh, everybody's opening their eyes and someone got killed and he has to play that he has nothing to do. And so I told them, okay, now everybody closes the eye. And I say cut. I changed the position. And the actors, as they're very smart, Mm. Uh, they usually started uh, doubting and know and starting to learn about how things were. Mm. They usually were were thinking that when I changed the camera, that when if the camera was pointing at you, you were killed. <laughs> and I realized I did that once, and they got that. So I changed the. So it was somehow changing in the middle of the thing. Mm. But I had a structure that the game gave me, mm. and I was pretty. I was very thrilled with that. I realized, wow, yeah, I have this game that it's very ruled, there are many rules There is someone that it's ordering people to do things in a certain way, and I have to show and follow and I have to be able to make people follow this game as, as close as they can but and I want them to play for real, but this is a film, so everything is fake, but how can I deal with this thing in the middle so it gives me a way of how to deal to to be in shoot a scene Without knowing everything, but trying to have a control of it, like yeah. surfing. I don't know yeah, yeah. I was surfing the scene uh, with with uh, with 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 some plot, with some ideas, mm-hmm. with some decisions, but that were changed through the experience. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of fun doing that. I was absolutely thrilled when I realized that the rules of the game helped me to design the scene. Mm-hmm because you see it and it looks like very natural and natural and but no it's it's absolutely thought (laughs) then it changes a little bit in the middle but and you get get to see the expressions of them and and i like that and and the actors are so good that they are always doing things to each other and they're trying to capture the camera attention also Mm. and they're very good i'm very happy about knowing them
0: the adaptation of the, the Shakespeare yeah. is also interesting, and one scene specifically is that the, in the play, the kind of wrestling scene is a pivotal or it's yeah. a scene that's important. And in, in this, it, you only see not even just the rehearsal, but like almost just the, the physical preparation, yeah. and that's the only representation. Yeah, of that. and that's
1: the moment where the second part begins, yeah. and people don't know that it's part, of, nobody, almost nobody knows that it's part of the play, yeah. the wrestling scene. But I didn't care. I, <laughs> I, I think it was okay. I, I was conscious that I didn't want people to be with the book in the, like, thing. <laughs> ah, now is the second <laughs> scene. No, I just wanted them to see, and suddenly this physical action, especially after 20 minutes of chatty Maria, yeah. would be nice to see. And it's very, yeah, somehow, hypnotical like Luciana the girl that's doing she's a dancer and she's the, the she's the Alejo's boy, uh, girlfriend yeah. the editors and the filmmaker girlfriend and she's great in what she does and she usually helps in theater plays and in movies to do that the, yeah. the, to do the choreography of fights or, yeah. or choreography of things uh, so I decided to include that and it helped me to to not Uh, have to fall into words every time and yeah it's nice to see to 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 watch it's interesting to watch and they know each other very well the two so it was nice to see them interact and yeah and it helped shifting the point to something more visual and not so uh, textual uh, that's the big difference because it's way too much text <laughs> and yeah I, I still see Inside for them, I don't know if it's a true adaptation it's just inspired by that and taken and they're actors and they're performing and they're rehearsing it's kind of a bizarre rehearsal <laughs> way it's not a true rehearsal because nobody rehearsed that way yeah, yeah. there's moments where <laughs> it's stranger than rehearsal mm.
0: but the, the minimalism of the, the kind of performance at the beginning, the actual straight mm. performance of the play, uh, it almost made me think of the Straub-Willet films where they're in the kind of forest or kind yeah. of pass rolling and they're, there's, they're performing and because of the way it's shot and because of the minimalism, you're almost aware that it's not meant to be a, like a yeah. completely straight...
1: Yeah, I didn't want it to be an adaptation, yeah. I wanted it to be an appropriation Yeah, much more. Um, um, yeah, what I like of, of Stroud's films is not only its rigorous strength yeah. but the way you can see actually this idea of breathing mm-hmm. that I think that in my films are, it's a little bit more confused and you can see that well but okay they do that mm-hmm. there's no need to repeat that <laughs> and they, they are huge and, and but you can see the difficulty in saying those words and the punctuation that they give. I'm mm-hmm. fascinated by how they punctuate. Uh, each, each, text, and and also that how it's not imp- we don't want to be make believers. Yeah. We, now we are like in the forest of art, and not even Shakespeare believed that. <laughs> when in his time, they were in the globe. Yeah. Everybody knew they were in the globe. Nobody paid attention to the naturalistic, realistic uh, needs. Mm. So why we would do it now? Uh, and I felt much more free to, to do it, like to treat the forest or that little jungle as a studio, because it really looks like a stu- <laughs> It's not like. And yeah, I really I, I, I like uh, Stroud's films. I think it's very, they're very, 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 very different. Yep. But, <laughs> but yeah, you can learn out from them. This idea of different, well, of rhythm. It's mm. it's all it's all about rhythm. Mm. That's why it's good not to see, try to see them without the the subtitles because you get to, subtitles can be distracting. It's the same thing that I was saying that for non-Spanish speakers, you get something less. Yeah, I know that it's it's a little bit sad somehow, frustrating, because the important is to listen that rhythm in Spanish somehow, because usually people usually uh, English speaking. Uh, Citizens, <laughs> uh, they say, why are you translating Shakespeare? What's the use in translating Shakespeare? Well, there's a use. There's a use. That also can belong to me. Mm. So I can appropriate that, reappropriate that, and put it into life again. And and yeah. But but I usually think that it's important to the faces, and it's important to listen the words, to try to catch the idea of rhythm because I know that the plot can be a little bit misleading. Mm. I think that in the straw it's very interesting that you just, it's plain and in your face and, and like to the bone, but to the bone. I, 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 I don't know why, I, I don't do that, but I really love that idea of them, or going to the bone, like scratching until there's nothing. And I usually like those ones where they are like in, I think, which one is it? Uh, they are like in, in modern cities, but saying those words.
0: Mm, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. It's not uh, the one. There's one that's titled, oh. I can't remember because it's not in English. <laughs> and oh. I don't know the translation.
1: Antigone. Oh, Antigone Antigon, yeah, is yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I yeah.
0: like Antigone. And Moses and. Yeah, Moses,
1: I haven't that. seen that. Okay. I have to see that. <laughs> but that's an opera. I have to see that. But, but Antigone is very, very good in that sense of mixing and the
0: plays, or, yeah. The, it, with uh, Rosalinda, there's a lot of horizontal movements of the camera, mm. like either panning or tracking. Yeah. And is, is that uh, coming out of just the performance? Because it kind of comes up in viola a bit too, when, when there are performance moments.
1: Yeah, I, in, in, in Rosalinda, I remember that I wanted to be kind of uh, classical, mm. like, um, Clear, Shakespeare would be confusing enough. Mm. Imagine having the like those performances with the shots doing like that. No, I just wanted to be like quiet. Uh, like rest at ease. And and you have the text, it's complex enough. You have to point out that it's about the, the rhythm and all. So I try to work with lenses that were a little bit more open. I try I also tend to close a lot, so it's good to try to open a little bit, just a little bit and just have them there, like in the screwball comedies. Mm-hmm. screwball comedies are shot in, in, in Plano Americano, I don't know how, in, 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 in group yeah. uh, shots. And because the important thing is the word and interaction between them. So I tried to put them as simple as possible. So that's only there's a little bit of that and not that much. Right. I tried not to be like fancy on that, like keep it simple. Yeah and and i think in Viola it has it has gone like closer. Mm. It has moved closer. Like it's much more on their faces and trying to see the gestures out of those. Now I see you then we do it again I, and you see me and then you'll see a third one and yeah, yeah. Those are the ideas of variations. Yeah. One film called to the other one. Like I I finish and I knew that I could do those shots, so okay, let's move on and do something else. Now we have Shakespeare, the, com- the, the, the text is Baroque, it's complex, so maybe it's good to have like a clear viewing of that text, not to try to show off mm. in that sense, and, and try to make people be, uh, realize that the important thing is the text, and that it's very simple how it will be shot. And it could be much more simpler. It could be much more simple. Uh, maybe it should have, but next time, maybe. Uh, and in viola, I wanted to be close up, like way close to them. And now I wanted to go like big. <laughs> <laughs> the next one should be I'm, I'm first silent <laughs> and try to make a silent Shakespeare. And then, uh, yeah, I really have to practice on my wide. Yeah. angle thing I haven't done it I have to do it I have to try it and yeah and dark not in a perverse way but in a light in mm. terms of light it should be very dark and not too many too many words <laughs> and big
0: mm. angles <laughs> white angles. <laughs> let's see what happens but that's the idea for the next the, the closeness in viola is interesting, there are three specific uh, scenes that I want to talk about where the, how the camera is close. There's the first where it, there's a performance and it's a lot of high angle shots too yeah. that are close. Then there's the um, rehearsal scene, um, a, a long take as well. Yeah. Um, and then there is the scene in the van yeah. where it, they're close but it's cut to the three characters, one's in the very back, yeah. one's in the front and one's somehow in yeah. the middle. Yeah. <laughs> How how do those scenes kind of uh, rhyme with one another?
1: Yeah, um, I think they rhyme in this idea of being close and stay for a while, mm. like keep on looking. Don't be hurry. Uh, There's no need to cut to something else. So that's the idea why the shots are long and they insist on faces, mm. and that they, you can see someone for three minutes while they say these words. And if you get this abstract, well, you, can, you you go close to someone and you make that abstraction, you take them out of the context. So you can picture more, think much more about the text mm. and how they're playing the text. And even I like the idea of this idea of theater and this uncomfortableness with theater that it's much more gestural. Mm. So I think it's good to be close. We shouldn't be that shy. We should try to to force new things to happen, not to... Okay, yeah, I like when they gesture a little bit more than they should. Uh, and then, well, the, the first two are very much related. Mm. Uh, and the third one, I really wanted to put the epilogue of As You Like It, because I couldn't do it in Rosalinda, yeah. and that's why Rosalinda is uh, telling mm-hmm. it. And, uh, <laughs> I had to have Maria tell that, that <laughs> epilogue somehow. And it was an idea that, had to do with um, with including Shakespeare in in the non-Shakespeare part mm. of the film, taking Maria to Shakespeare, and also an idea of a strange a stranger tone. I think that the second one and the third one of the things you mm. mentioned are have a different tone, mm. less realistic in a way. There's this loop. Where it's kind of uh, tiring, but at the same time it's like a mantra, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's trying to do something like a magical spell or something. <laughs>
0: the seduction, right? yeah, yeah. The, the
1: seduction one. Yeah. The, the the rehearsing, mm-hmm. the rehearsal that they go. The one girl sets a trap to the other one, mm-hmm. like by putting her in a loop, uh, because it's like they begin the scene, and instead of carrying on, she goes back to one every time, so she traps her there. And in the other one, it's this kind of dreamy kind of sequence uh, that gives like a major plot issue that has to do with the shifting in towards the relationship of Biola with his boyfriend mm-hmm. and this strange world in which she's now and, and some characteristic of, her, of of her own. Mm-hmm. She's like having a monologue with three with two friends, non-friends. Mm-hmm and so there's something of wanting to have a tone that it's not 100 percent realistic but at the same time not crazy Mm. you know so a different tone so i think they connect in that sense that through shakespeare through the insistence on faces through the insistence of a different tone the first one is more clear Mm. it's more not it's more simple in that sense but it was a way of introducing all the characters Mm. I like how the, the faces and all, I wanted to work, I, 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 usu- I never work in viola I work the diagonal. It was something that I realized that it could be nice. Most of the shots are like this, yeah. or like, not, 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 not much like that, but the other like this. We see a lot of floor in viola, I like that, I thought that it would be also giving something to the image mm. in terms of the focus, of how focus won't be one point and then nothing, but it would be a degree. Uh, um, a gradation, yeah. graduation yeah. no um, gradation yeah, yeah. You, little by little you will go into focus and you will lose focus mm. instead of just having focus here and no focus mm. that would be an image much much sharpier yeah. and less nice i think and in the car it was important that they move i really it was you know i haven't shot in a car so i wanted to try that and it's so boring, so, because what will, what will you do? Mm. You put the camera on the, on, in a grip in the hood, that's awful, and you'll have the problem with the reflection, it will be, and I don't like that, and then you have all those kind of ear things and the, the cushion and all that, and I say, okay, let's do that, and let's do a shot and counter shot once and for all, <laughs> but let's do some trick about yeah. it. So let's go into the dream while we go shot, counter shot, shot, voila. <laughs> um, and so it was important that and also I kind of liked something that nobody will notice but that the girl has a band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has a band that's that's bizarre. But I didn't want to, to show it. Yeah. I, but like in the like she traveling. Because the the, the, the film is with Maria now, with Viola. She's mm-hmm. not with the other one. Yeah. I like I I did that point in, in when the film shifts its point of view, it shifted radically somehow. Mm. It it won't go back. And and you won't know what happened with with, with Cecilia mm. and her Shakespeare thing. You won't know. Mm. And they and in the dream they say, No, I won't tell you. Uh, and and I really like to with this car scene tried to do something that would be denaturalizing the thing yeah. through the, the space because you don't know it's a band and suddenly you see that somewhere it's sitting in the middle of i don't know where <laughs> and it's very simple it's something that came up there i wanted it a band because i wanted to move the camera somehow yeah. because it would be we were eight people inside that i was in the hood i was in the trunk with the sound girl with Dan, with dana and the the van closes this way so there was someone that when we were all everybody was ready we were like stretching (laughs) like this and they were squeezing us like tuna like closing the yeah action (laughs) (laughs) and it was great and we were very up close in a car you won't have a possibility of being far so i decided to have a van just in order to have a little more distance and more possibilities of of movement and suddenly while we were shooting that i realized that the movements could be that, the decisions were taken inside, in, 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 the, in, in the shooting place, and uh, it was not something that I thought before, it just happened, you are there and you try to make some rhythm out of it, and I said, okay, this could be nice, and um, there was no plan for a storm, until it stormed, it was cold, it was terribly humid, it was horrible, when, when Romina is waiting outside, she's... Well, you see her coming yeah, in yeah. then, that she's like, <laughs> <laughs> all it, was, it was a hard day. And, and the shot, I, I thought that I was going to, to, to do a little bit more of montage mm. uh, in that scene. But yeah. suddenly, one, it was not coming out that well. And I insisted it, and we were doing part by part. But in one moment, I decided to go through in the middle of the shot and so they're so good and they're, they're very sensible so they could go at it with no problem at all but it was kind of crazy and we did all the all the scene when one shot like we started at 10 o'clock and in one o'clock we did that and then we have to go to lunch and i decided i was a little bit uncertain about what's of of the scene i don't know if it was good doing fine mm. it was doing not fine it was doing shitty <laughs> during the whole the morning and sending that last shot before lunch, it was okay. Mm-hmm. And, we, and I decided there that it could, we could go to lunch and because it was time. And because I was feeling that maybe mm-hmm. what we had just done was good. And we went to lunch, I was like feeling comfortable and I was saying, okay, no, we'll keep on shooting because I had this idea that there should be montage in this. Mm-hmm. And then we did all the rest of the afternoon shooting this same scene, but a lot of other angles and very nice and something. And then suddenly I realized that the shot was that one. Mm. So we shot, uh, we waste our afternoon shooting something that will never be seen. But it helped me, it helped me. Um, Yeah, but it has to do with this preparation and this concentration in the moment and this confidence that I have in my DP in my crew, in, my act- in the actresses mm. that they also give, I always try to, to listen a lot to them and to include what they provide and because I know that you don't know everything. You have to listen, you have to be attentive. You have the camera in order to, to capture their, their, their intelligence and their creativity. So you have to be not that oppressive, mm. I think, as a director. And, and yeah, and it came, I mean, it came out fine. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with how it worked out, and they're, they're very close friends, the three of them, and I really wanted to, you, know, you see, Romina couldn't be in Rosalinda, unfortunately, yeah. and I wanted her back, I wanted to work again with her, and, and so I, I pictured this little role, because I really wanted her to be with Agustina and Maria, and I, really, I thought that the, the three of them together will, will be sparkling and bubbly (laughs) and so i decided to do that i thought that it would be there would have something and and i think it it actually has because they know each other very well they have worked before in different ways and they will be like how do you say like pinching each other yeah yeah. so they will be provoking each other a little bit and they do (laughs) not not only in the text or in the in the script but themselves playing this and this is where you, you, where I think I can find this, this, mid, this point in the middle between the the script that has been written, and rehearsed, and the moment mm-hmm. of the shooting. You have to find that crossing, and and for finding that crossing, I think it's better not to be so inter, not to intervene that much, and to try to listen, and try to cope with the uncertainty that you know you may not be knowing where it, it ends. And yeah, and try to be uh, attentive there mm. to pay attention to what is happening.
0: And there are characters that influence one another. Like the structure of the film, kind of like Rosalinda, <coughs> it's the almost the inverse. Where if Rosalinda starts with the performance and kind of shows behind the scenes, this starts with the performance, shows the behind the scenes, and then uh, uh, Viola becomes a performer by yeah. the end. Like she's almost given a role and a game to play with her yeah. boyfriend that, that she then takes on. Yeah. Um, is is that the kind of uh, resonance that carries Yeah, over this idea
1: of of the levels and ideas and little bombs that you settle and one explodes and then mm. takes you to the other one. and mm. Yeah, I like this kind of writing. Of I, I usually write like in, in little note cards, so mm. they always uh, they always uh, born as uh, blocks as units. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I should try to go against that now, but...
0: <laughs> Shut up but all
1: the time. Yeah, to, yeah, to make one seem stranger in a way, but uh, it's good, and, and I, so I can organize the organization of it, to say, okay, here, and the repetition, and the shifting from one another, making the circle, and trying not to overdo that at the same time, but trying to play with the, general, general, oh, the hard word for me. Uh, the genre, film noir, western. Oh, the genre, yeah. The yeah. genre, well, a little bit with the open, the doors opening and yeah, closing, yeah. coming in, coming out. Mm-hmm. The messenger is always mm. coming and <laughs> bringing something, and yeah, to, to 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 take those ideas and put them or those, those, yeah, and put them into the scenes, in different scenes, and then they can resonate from mm-hmm. one to other
0: Are uh, you gonna <coughs> retain the? You use the same actresses throughout this Shakespeare project that you're, you're
1: yeah, developing. and I'm always trying to include some others because there are mm. many people that I would like to work with, and that's why the the cast are always growing. <laughs> mm. Like there's always more people that I want to work with, so there's always like more characters in my films. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my idea is that they will be shifting roles, and I don't. I think that I don't. I don't want that all the films be a same narrative mm. like they they're they're, sho- they're following cecilia through different mm. moments no but they're the same actors doing different roles maybe sometimes one could appear for instance the 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 boy that appears at the end that kisses a girl in viola mm. he could be the one that in in rosalinda as well in, in, in his his name is the same he's gaston in mm. both films it's not important but that that could be some some link, but then I wouldn't do that all the time. I I would stop doing that, mm. and yeah, and working with some people that that haven't been there yet, or bringing up someone from Rosalinda that could not be in this one, because I do adapt to what it's possible in the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to work with the other Julian or with Esteban. Um, you see, you see that there's someone that it's now that haven't been in the one before, but it has been in the previous one. So that's that means that he couldn't be available yeah, yeah. for the previous one. Because I do write the, the things for them and when some things come up and they can be, they can be there, I transform things. Mm-hmm. And the guy that, <coughs> that does a little role here in Viola, that it's the boy that Viola gives the DVDs the second time, yeah. I want him to be Chas in Todos Mienten, but he couldn't. He never knew that, that <laughs> I was, because I knew, I knew him back then. But then he was going to for a trip to Europe, and he couldn't be there. So I changed. I met someone else that was Julian, that he's great, and and I changed the role a little bit for for him, and he did incredibly great. And then he was in Rosalind, that it's the one that got killed in in in, in the game, and that throws oranges. And then he couldn't be in Viola. Uh, so now I want him back somehow, mm-hmm. and the same thing with Esteban, yeah, like moving around, I hope I can make a couple of them and then when you show them, you show all of them, you see something very vaporous, mm. not, a, not, a strate- not a strategy or yeah, yeah. something like very plotish, That's something that it's bubbly and moving around, like how do you call the the mobiles, calder things, mm-hmm. how do call the calder structures? Oh, the mobile. Are, that, yeah, something like that. I like that, that idea for films.
0: They're mobiles, somehow. And it's going to be the, the comedies. Yeah, it, yeah. Will,
1: it will keep on being the comedies and it will keep on being the, the, the female characters. Yeah. Uh, the next one must be... A, a, well, we, we, we've done girls doing boys, now it's, t- it's time for boys doing girls. <laughs> And I hope the next one will be that. I, I'm writing it. it, it's called The Princess of France. The Princess of France from mm. uh, uh, Love, Slavers, Lost. Mm. And I'm, I'm starting to have the first ideas and, and that those variations. For instance, boys, boys, girls, girls, boys. We'll see. Hope it's possible.
0: I think it, yeah, it should. Thanks for chatting with us. No, thank you.
1: Yeah, you can What time is it? Uh, Eleven o'clock. Eleven yeah. o'clock? Oh great. Perfect time. Perfect time?
0: Yeah. I
2: think that's a record for our longest
0: interview ever. We broke the record. Yeah. Because we, we usually chat to small. No, but we usually do uh an hour and a half. Uh, okay. And we usually do it in the bar. Thank you.